first for me. My first time being in a relationship, my first time being married, my first time being in love. Well, hopefully. The experts hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to marry a stranger. Oh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It is the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? <sighs> I mean, what is <laughs> happening on this season? Kind of speechless. It's more like divorce at first sight. Yeah. That's right? not bad. That's not bad. And also, uh, okay, I love Michael and Chloe seems like a sweet lady, but sure. not for him. She seems so boring and not in a bad way. She seems like a 39 year old, very mature woman with a good career. I don't see her being with someone who's so bold as Michael. Yeah. I'm unless, optimistic. I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but unless truly opposites attract each other. Well, here's what it is. And I don't want to do their whole segment at the top of the show, but she said, I've lived my life this way for 39 years. It hasn't worked. It's time for a change. Right. And so that's what she's doing. She's What's the change. She's being silly. She's being silly. That's what Michael <laughs> wants is someone silly. So she's going to she's going to go against her gut instinct and do things differently and, and try and hopefully something works. OK, that's all well and good, but this can't just be some midlife crisis that she's going through. She needs to fully invest in it and actually want this change for it to work. Exactly. I don't know if she has an idea that they would pair her up with someone like Michael. Just someone... Michael's great. He's smart. He has a great job. But he's very bold. He makes a statement with the way he looks. And yeah. let's be honest, it's not for everyone. No, he's, she, he's, he's sparkling water. And sometimes you, you just... A lot of people, they just want a, a nice glass of tap water. He's at the restaurant. They go, do you want sparkling or still? A lot of people want still. Here comes Michael, who's sparkling. And you got to be ready for that. That was a great analogy thank you i liked it but yeah you you you're so right and she seems like someone who expects a guy who wears boat shoes most of the summer that's not michael i hope she's smart enough and i think she is an intelligent lady i hope she's smart enough to know hey i'm going on this show anything can happen and i'm not going to go on this show if i'm not prepared for anything to happen so i'm going to be optimistic but again she can't just be doing this willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm going to try something different. She needs to truly commit to it in her mind and be open to it and invested in it for it to work. It can't and just be so one wild he. weekend in Vegas. Correct, but he, I know he is open to a marriage, but they need to meet on a certain level. Sure, sure. And I think they can meet on the intellectual level. I think they can meet on, they're more or less the same age. He's a year younger, mm -hmm. sure. I think there, are, there is something that they can connect on. However, I just don't see them. All right. Well, we haven't, ah! seen, them. We haven't seen them, Teresa, and that's the thing. I don't want to make a prediction necessarily, although we do that on episode one. I don't want to make a prediction about them because we. I don't feel like I know enough about either of them. 
That's why we have a podcast. We predict. I know, but in, in full transparency, we didn't watch the matchmaking episodes. We didn't pod about the first couple episodes because we were traveling. So I really don't know much about Michael other than what we saw, I think, on episode three. And we really know nothing about Chloe. So it's so hard for me. Other, And that's why you're so basing it off looks. You're like, oh, Michael's out of control. He's got earrings and a wild hairdo and dress is cool. And Chloe is average. That you're basing it so much on a superficial element I'm not prepared to make that judgment just yet. I am making the judgment. And and I'm happy that you are. So we have something to discuss, <laughs> but I'm being optimistic. I just feel like if one of one of the partners is all about Dolce Gabbana's and as the expert says, Michael is very extravagant yeah. with like fancy brands and all this. She works for nonprofit. Sure. That doesn't scream to me Louis Vuitton, et cetera, right? Let, let's not do the whole segment right now. Let's not do the whole segment. Oh, okay. Let's do a little business if we can real quick. We're talking about the single life, which quite this season already quite this season we're talking about that on patreon and supercast so if you're 90 day fans if you're the single life fans and you want to hear us talk about that show we're doing it on patreon patreon.com slash married to reality and married to reality.supercast.com and if you're not a 90 day fan you should be so join regardless it's a great point you can, you can get on there if you're at the so family if you're at the family affair level and you are interested in things other than 90 day while well, we do random monthly bonuses. And for this month, I already know what we're doing. I'm not going to say. We may or may not be doing something from the Lifetime channel. Let's just, we may or may not. We may or may not. No, may prom- may not. No, no promises, but saw something that caught our eye. So we might be doing that for the Patreon and Supercast bonus. Here's the deal. If you're on Patreon or Supercast, you're not hearing this right now. We cut all of the, the business out. Because our friends over there, they know what's up. They're following the Instagram. They're on the Patreon already. So we cut this all out. So if you don't want to hear that, get on the Patreon, Supercast, any level. Also, there's a chat feature on Patreon. Yes. So fun. We get to talk with all you guys in our own little private chat. Yes. And I just learned something about the Hillary Clinton and uh, Bill Clinton's trial. No, trial. Um, Affair with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, you should that. You should that. I did not know about the stain. Yeah, who doesn't know? Because I was in elementary school. That's a stain on your (laughs) reputation. Everyone knows about that. But yeah, we talked about that on Patreon in the chat. Just because, again, not getting political, but Ty Ray on The Single Life, that's his crush. Yeah. It's Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Anyways, Patreon Supercast. Also, we have fun over on Instagram, too. So if you're not on the Instagram, follow us over there at MarriedToRealityPod. We share videos, clips, memes. You can chat with us over there too. It's not the group chat, but you can message us one-on-one. Yes, and, and we love it. Love yeah, it all. We sure do. Also, make sure you're on the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the fish aquarium. All right, we'll get into that. I need a fish. All right, say less. We'll get into that. Is it a fish or just fish? Because fish is just such a weird word. Uh, Yeah, it really is. Word. Oh, boy. This is why you're not going to get a fish because you can't even say it. I'm going to get a fish. Perfect. So smash like (laughs) it's as hot as that fish aquarium. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. You guys know we love a little love and it would make our day, week, maybe month if you leave a review. If it's a five-star review, we will read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. All right. Therese is dying to talk about it. I'm dying to talk about it. Let's just do it already. We're not going to start 
with Michael and Chloe. We will save that. But let's go in order here. Let's start with, oh boy, another couple that's spiraling out of control. Who's not spiraling on this season? Emily and Brennan. Emily and Brennan. But I have a feeling that things are kind of going to go up and down for everyone. Okay. I The only one it's somewhat going up for is Becca and Austin. And I've gone off that train three stops ago. I don't think they're really enjoying each other's company. I think they are, but I think we'll talk about it. For Emily and Brennan, right? And I said it before, I'm going to repeat this. When we first watched Mavs, I thought, oh my gosh, Emily, she's going to be so annoying, such a diva. Yeah. I really like her. I think she's great. In comparison, it's juxtaposed to Brennan, she's one of the best. No, in general, she seems like a nice girl. Like, she likes to party. Sure, Sure. why not? But she seems very level-headed. Yeah, what I don't love about her is really what we should love about her is she's so optimistic. She's wearing the rosy-colored glasses, and you have to, or at least you should in this process, you should... Be optimistic and fight for everything. But she was so optimistic and still is that I'm like, come on, get your head out of the sand, live in reality. But she is a little bit here because we pick up with her the morning after the group dinner. Well, it's not really true what you just said. I mean, yes, she did wear pink glasses. I'm just saying right now she's making that turn where she's realizing a little bit what's happening. Well, being optimistic while knowing what's going on, it's a good thing. She is fully aware of the situation she's in. But all you, here's the thing. You either need to be optimistic or you need to, you need to give up. There is no in between in this relationship because if she wasn't optimistic and thought we had, there was a moment when we got married on the honeymoon that we could potentially get back to that. If you're not this optimistic, then you need to leave this marriage. Otherwise, what are you doing? I'm with you. Well, you're abiding by your contract is what you're doing. You're riding out the eight weeks, as I think everyone should. I think it's it's sort of a weak move to give up before the eight weeks. You literally have a finish line that you can just get to and then say no. That's literally the name of the game. So it's not being optimistic. It's playing by the rules, but it's also being realistic, I think, to go, you know what? It's probably not going to work. We're probably not. Whatever that moment of happiness was on the honeymoon was probably the alcohol and maybe the sun. But we're probably not going to get back to that. No, but whatever happened on the honeymoon, and I'm pretty sure at this point she must know. I I have a feeling that they do talk when the cameras are away because Brennan does not like the cameras. He doesn't fully open up. Made that, yeah. And so, so... I'm pretty sure she knows what happened. That's why she's so optimistic because it's probably something stupid Mm. that he's trying to deal with. Well, I'm sort of off team Emily right now. Why? Because she had her friend Lily come over to chat. Emily, I don't know if you saw this, had an ice cube in her red wine. Okay. You don't put ice cubes in red wine. No, Maybe you don't. Red wine should be room temp. It could be cool. It could be on the if you put it in the cellar and it gets cool. Well, in the cellar, yeah, but it shouldn't be in the fridge. Very few. Maybe if it's a sparkly red, you can put it in the in sparkly the, red. Yes. Oh. But you don't you don't drop ice cubes 
and a glass of red wine. Emily did. And for all I know, that's what turned Brennan off. That would turn <laughs> me off. Yeah, this is not, um, she's definitely not a wine snob. You can say that again. Yes, like my dad is a wine snob. If I did this in front of my dad, he yes. would probably tell me that I'm not his daughter anymore. <laughs> I've heard that before. But yeah, I, I saw the ice cube and I said, Emily, I'm out. Well, I'm out because you don't know the wine etiquette. Exactly. Let's class but, it up around here. But she's having girls' time with her friend Lily, spelled funny. Yeah. Eating some salad. Yeah. Yeah, an arugula <laughs> salad. I, I forgot. It. I didn't even take a note because I couldn't even. You hate that. I couldn't even stand to look at the word arugula. <laughs> Guys, someone call in. Please take my side. Arugula is like shoving pesticide in your mouth. It is god-awful tasting to me. It has a bite. Oh. I don't think I would ever make it at home. However, if someone serves me a good arugula salad with some goat cheese and beets, I'll eat it. Oh, it ruins sandwiches for me. If I, and I'm not trying to be a prima donna over here, but if I somehow overlook or they don't put that arugula on the menu and the sandwich comes and it's been touching the meat or the bread for more than 60 seconds, I can't eat the sandwich even if I take it off because that flavor is just imprinted in the- You truly hate arugula. I hate it. I really feel like some people can't eat cilantro. It tastes soapy to Love them. Love cilantro. Love cilantro. I feel like I have- a reaction to arugula the huh. same way people do cilantro. I feel like the only thing I truly cannot eat is like that I I get sick just looking at it is ground pork. Okay, I can eat it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I, I hate the smell. I hate the taste. It's a ground pork. <laughs> no one loves the smell of ground pork. And salmon. Okay, don't love salmon. Yeah. Either. I like pork chops. I like... Some parts of the pig. Sure. But ground Hot pork. Dogs. Who came up with that stupid thing? I mean, you, it's awful. Ground beef. Ground oh, pork. Ground beef is great. Ground turkey, ground chicken. Ground turkey is great. Ground chicken. Oh, Ew. yeah. Chicken patties. Really? It yeah, exists. Oh, sure it does. Welcome to oh. America. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think I would ever ground the chicken. But <laughs> Well, you don't know if it really misbehaves. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this one. That was a good one. Thank you. All right. Can we get back to what did, what did we talk about? Emily oh, and my eyes are, oh. Emily and Lily. <laughs> Guys, it's a little late. Um so we learned that Brennan came up with a solution for their problems. <laughs> Let it all out. I'm basking in this. <laughs> oh, that was okay. a great joke. You should <laughs> write it down. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we recorded it. So, all right. So here's Brennan's brilliant solution, right? Obviously, they're having struggles, intimacy, otherwise. Brennan says, I'm not so comfortable with the pressure of marriage. Maybe we should just reset and become friends. Dude, but you are married. You are married. And it's such a cop-out to me to be like, well, let's just go back to being friends. You know, let's take everything about marriage and take it off the table, the romance, the intimacy, the deep conversations, the love, the feelings. Let's just like not allow ourselves 
just legally to not go there. Let's just be friends. It's like such a cop out because now he can just go, no, no, no. Remember we're, we're resetting to friends. I don't have to do any of this stuff. It's, it's terrible. And it's a way for him, I think, to reach the finish line of eight weeks and not be put in awkward situations anymore, not feel like a bad guy anymore. He can just ride the other, the rest of the experiment out as friends. Yeah, I think so too. And I started to dislike Brennan quite a bit. Oh, he's one of the worst now. He's he is the worst. This episode was fantastic because there was no Orion. Yeah, Orion is oh, the worst. If I just see Brennan Orion, ruins is, my week. But Brennan is really getting up there. Well, I think he's just so annoyed and checked out that it affects him. And he lets this affect him. Yeah. I, like I feel like he could also swallow his pride and truly try to be, fr- if you want to be friends, try to be friends. But I feel like he says it, but he can't do it. His lack of effort is almost offensive. As yeah. as a viewer of the show, as a fan of the show, as a podcaster of the show, his lack of effort is offensive. Because I sit down every Wednesday night, we pop on the TV and we're ready to watch someone try to make a relationship happen. And he's just like, eh. It's like, dude, there, there's probably a thousand other people that would be yeah. killing to sit where you're sitting. Oh, yeah. It's offensive. So, New Knight, DP is DP to the rescue. DP seems to be everywhere now. I'm telling you, they're working overtime because they were so absent last season. I think they listen to our podcast because we complained quite a bit about the ones. absent experts. Well, we thought last season was a failure. This oh, last season was a failure, but you know why? Because it was extremely boring. At yeah. least this is a failure, but it's watchable. I like it. I enjoy it too. I think next season is probably going to be the lowest ratings since the inception. I wonder if they will do another season They're or if filming. they will. Really? Austin. Austin. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. But I think it's going to be. The lowest ratings season premiere probably to date because anyone watching this season is going to go, this show is lost. It's lost or it doesn't work. They don't know what they're doing. Why? True. But I think hardcore fans like us and many others will still look in. Oh, sure. We'll watch. Uh, sure. But it's, I think it's going to lose a lot of viewers. What was, so, do- what was so crazy about the show is that it worked. Like in the beginning. Even yeah. If- they had three couples. If one worked, you're like, oh my God, 33% success rate. That's why the show is wild. Well, I think until what? Until Boston, no one ever called it quits. True. Before I mean, the eight weeks. I don't remember exactly, but. I don't either, but I remember like people were still kind of like, yes, there were some couples who weren't working. Correct. Yes. But no one called it quits to the point that they asked for a divorce on week two. Was it John and Molly? That was Boston. Did they call it no, quits? No, it was um, Chris and Alyssa. Oh. oh, no, that was much more recent. Yeah, I don't know if that was the first Who's time John ever. and Molly? Remember John then started sleeping with Dr. Oh, Jessica yeah. or whatever? Yeah, but they didn't call it quit. They, oh. they just... They weren't working, but they sucked it up. Like everyone sucked it up always until the recent season. People are just, oh, I want to get a divorce. It's like, that's not the name of the show. It's not the name of the show. I 
I feel like you either need to do what Michael's first bride did and you need to call it quits before you say I do. Right. Or if you say I do and you want to call it quits, you should get penalized because try, be friends. There are two bedrooms. No one's making you sleep with a stranger, right? Like I agree. But, but show up. It's also not that long of an experiment. If it was a year, okay, I get it. That's crazy. Eight weeks. Two months. True. You can't and make it work for two. You can't sleep in a spare bedroom for eight weeks. True. And I feel like for some, it could work. You can maybe stay together and see yeah. if things work out. Ugh. If not, at least you tried. Exactly. So DP's like, all right, I hear about this reset. What's the reset? The fine reset. And Brennan goes, hi, I'm Brennan. Hi, I'm Emily. Like, Literally going back to strangers, and it's I really think it's just a defense for him to make it through these next four weeks without having to bang Emily or do anything intimate or physical. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. She's smart. She has a good job. She's funny. Like, I I don't know. what What is it? She puts she, ice in red wine. I guess. I couldn't <laughs> marry someone like that. It's mm. atrocious. It is awful. It's really bad. I got drunk on our second date, but you still married me. <laughs> <laughs> you you cut yourself off after two Stellas on well, our Well, that was first date. First date. Oh, I read the book, Never Get Drunk on a First Date. I know. But uh, the second date, I think I, I pushed it a little bit because I said- You did. Well, now we got to see. We got to see what we're working with here. Can she drink? Does she want to drink? If you bailed after two beers the second date, I would say, oh, she's not interested. She's looking for a couple free drinks. Uh, does she, Does she want to sit at this bar and chat? And that was one of my favorite bars, by the way. Yeah, I forget the name. I'd love to shout it out. It was, like a, it was like a brew, kind of like a mini brewery in Manhattan. Yeah, a ton of like craft beers up yeah, the side. Yeah, it was, uh, I forgot what Not it the was. Not the pony. Was it the pony it bar? It was the pony the bar. The pony bar. I loved Shout the pony the, bar. That was like up. one of my go-to places. Upper East Side, First Ave, somewhere yeah, in the 70s, Ave. I'd say. No, it was Second Ave. Second or First? Ave. First or Second. Yeah. I think it was First. Anyways. Who knows? But I wanted to see like, okay, do you just want to have a beer and leave? Or do you want to sit, put a couple beers back and chat? And you, you chatted. Yeah. Anyways. So they're going back to being friends. And DP's like, all right, well, there's two types of friendships. There's people I hang out with and I enjoy. And then there's my close, meaningful friendships. Which of these are you talking about? They should be none. They should be married and build a friendship to become best friends and lovers. Yeah, I also would probably be a little insulted if I was DP. Like, that's what I'm here to tell you guys to do. I'm here to tell you how to fix the problems you're having. You're just taking matters into your own hand. You're not a doctor. You're not a DB or a, well, he is a douchebag, but not Dr. <laughs> Brennan. Like you don't get to figure this out. You come to me and then I'll tell you to go back to square well, one. They did a poor job matching all these people. They so sure did. I guess they kind of need to take this into their own hands. Yeah. So DP's like, can you tell me five things? great about the other person and she wants Brennan to go first and he okay it took him 10 minutes to come up with the first one it's like um uh, um hmm. I mean um, uh, caring caring okay that's um, one um awesome to hang out with mm. um uh, uh, and we have fun together uh, mm, 
did I say caring? What am I at now? Three? Is that? Like, dude, that's not that hard. No. At least, at the very least, I'm happy he was honest. Because he could have easily lied his way to five things. So I'll give him credit for being honest. Yeah, but she's pretty cool. I mean, caring. She's pretty. He could have said pretty. I, I think she's probably funny. Yeah. She tries hard, gives yeah. second and third chances. Uh, she's tough. She like fell and sprained her arm yeah. and got up and yeah, has well, fun, competitive. Emily is a caring, loyal, smart, funny, and trustworthy. Yeah. DP's Are we talking like, about the same, Brennan? Oh, that's a list. Yeah. Um, I don't get caring. Loyal, I don't know. Smart, maybe. Funny, definitely not. He has zero sense of humor. And trustworthy, I don't know that he's given you a reason. Unless, again, you're saying they have conversations off camera. Maybe he did find out something about her. And he's like, I'm not going to blast you on TV. And she's like, okay, I can trust you. You're caring and you're loyal that you're not going to put that mm, out there. Interesting. So maybe she does know something. But interesting. I don't yeah. know. DP was like... Oh, Emily, yeah, I like I like yours better. And Emily says, well, I'm usually the one who uses more words. That's an understatement. Burn. Yeah. So DP says, I think we got to get a little help from the old fishbowl. Oh, I hate the fishbowl, but this was at least good. This was helpful, I guess. You hate the fishbowl. I don't mind the fishbowl. I hate the fishbowl. Well, it's you the think dumbest that- thing ever. Because it's always, oh, I don't know, same old, same old questions like, oh, how many sexual partners did you have? It's like things you don't necessarily yeah, need to know. These but were these were good. These were at least targeted at them. These were hard hitting questions. Yeah. Yeah. So they finish the session with DP. They go outside to the hot tub, which is awesome. It was so cold outside. You just like kind of get in, getting into a fishbowl to do the fishbowl mm-hmm. questions. Have you ever been in a hot tub when it's freezing outside? Yeah, definitely. It's- Awesome. Yeah, that's probably the only way I can sustain. Like, I want to give Brennan shit for being like, oh, it's hot. I got to get out. But you know me. I run hot. Ten minutes in a hot tub. I'm like, I need to get out. I'm getting lightheaded. Yeah, but when it's like five degrees around you. We were, I guess it wasn't that cold. But when we went to the mountains and the Smokies. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't that cold. It wasn't hot. No, but that was forties, fifties. Yeah, for, it was like forties. It was nice. Yeah. Anyways, they get in literally in the hot seat, right? Brennan's yeah. in the hot seat, <laughs> and first pull says my boundaries are, and Brennan says having space for when we need space and taking the time we need, not pressuring me to hang out all the time. Mm, okay. He's all about his boundaries. He's all about doing yeah. what he wants to do, not compromising. No. And Emily, the next question, Emily talked about how her dad pushed her too hard when she was growing up, yeah. made decisions for her, made her play sports, do this and that, and kind of shaped her into who she is. Yeah. However, she feels like it was too much. And I'm curious, was the dad at the wedding? I forgot because do they have a relationship? It's a good I don't question. think I would blast my dad on TV like this unless you have a broken relationship and it's almost you almost want him to hear it. Mm-hmm. Like we joke about Karel, my dad, and that, but I don't think I would ever say anything 
like this, even if I know that my me and my dad have issues, we've had issues, but I don't think I would ever bring them up on the podcast mm-hmm. just because it's my dad. He I don't want to speak English. He doesn't speak English. Correct. But I, I don't want to send out a message about, you know, something my dad did or said to me once okay. upon a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their relationship is, but some people are just more comfortable going there and sharing it. And she yeah. did. So then Brennan pulls out, name one thing you've given up for difficult reasons. And he gave up a relationship with his sister. Interesting. He said it was hard. We gave up. It was causing more suffering than happiness. And then Emily pulls the next question. It's like, when have you given up on something you wish you hadn't? Tell me a story. And Brandon goes, can we pass on this? But he just answered yeah. that. Like it was basically two of the same questions in a row. Yeah. And so that was kind of confusing to me. And Emily goes, well, I gave, um, gave up on my dream. I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted a to be a sports announcer. Sports announcer, sports broadcaster. That's a good one. I think we always kind of forget about our dreams as yeah. kids. And we we always. What we was all, yours? I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a paleontologist. All right. Yours, well, both difficult, but yours seems more in your control, at least. Well, I didn't go to college for dinosaurs. I went to have. college for something else. You make yourself a paleontologist. Other people would have to make me a rock star. That's why it's True. a little more within your control. You see, I wish I did that. I almost got turned off by the fact that there are not that many dinos to dig. That you know of. Exactly. Oh. I feel like they're finding new dinos every other day now. They do. That's what you. I'm saying. It could have been me. Never too oh, late. I'm can, so mad. You can go. Maybe you'll discover one Does he actually go back to college to study dinos? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to. I'd yeah, but that was, that was my big dream. I always wanted to be a paleontologist. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You knew that. I did. I just want my <laughs> friends. So, okay. Then Brennan's like, pulls another question. One thing I haven't told you that would give you more insight into who I am. And he's like, uh, maybe we can, maybe we can come back to this one. Just pulls another, puts that one away. And Emily's like, why is this so hard for you? Good. I'm glad she called him out. Yeah. She's finally getting fed up with it and pushing back. And he goes on camera. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. I only want to show the good things, which you, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. But you can't go on, on this show or into this process with that mindset. You got to let your guard down and show it all. Correct. But you also, he is in charge of what he's going to say. And if he, let's say there is a story that's tough to say, you can also say it in a way that it's simplified and you don't have to go into details. Like yeah. it's, he is in control of what he does and says. He's so guarded. He is. I really feel like I've gotten... To know him the least yeah. out of anyone. He hasn't shared anything. That's why it's hard to connect to because he's just, he's not vulnerable. No, he's not at all. So, and he's getting hot. And he's getting hot. Emily pulls this other question. What worries you most at the moment? She's she's worried that the reset is going to backfire. And he's like, same, I need to tap out. I'm going to faint. It's getting hot. And it's just like, come on. I mean, just sit up. Like you can get out of the hot tub and just get some <laughs> cold air. Yeah, Emily's like, "Come on, you sit in here for hours at a time." And he's like, "Have you ever done push-ups in a sauna?" It's like you're just sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. People walking by you are wearing winter coats. Yeah, but here's the thing: it's like 
you can be nice about it. You can say, hey, oh man, I'm getting really hot. Do you think we can take it into the apartment and finish? Like, be nice about sure. it. Sure. Don't well, get so annoyed and make it all about you. Well, he's looking for excuses to end things. And so when Emily's like, come on, just, all right, well, let's stop before you pass out and kind of just giving back what he's giving her. He gets so fired up, so offended. But I think he's just looking for another reason to be like, see, we're not right for each other. See, let's end it. She's not saying anything crazy or offensive, but he just wants to make her be the bad guy so he can get divorced and move on. For sure. All right. That was a lot, Teresa. That was a lot. I think before we move on to our next couple, we should take a take a break. Let's do it. All right, we'll take a quick break. You'll hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, maybe the ray of light of this season. Maybe. But it's it's sort of dwindling. All right. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. <laughs> How's it going? What's up? It's going and it's gonna go it's even going for better nobody. because we are gonna do a little photo shoot with some babies. Take your bay to work day. I like this. Like I like that she she's showing him her world, but also I love people who are passionate about what they do. Yeah. And the way she says it says, I wanna show him my passion because it's also my career. That's that that's something I live for. I love it. I love that he enjoys it because she invited his friends with kids, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was great, except they're at this photo studio that she shoots at a lot. It looked more like a, a porn loft. It did not. Than a place you would do a photo shoot with a baby. It no, absolutely, it did not. There's like exposed piping. That sofa was straight out of a porn. There was, no. What porn do you watch? Well, I'll send you a link. But really? this, was, this was not, if we had a child and we're like, let's do a baby photo shoot. I would not take him to this industrial loft. I didn't mind it. I I feel like porn is always like poor lighting, a red couch. <laughs> this was a pink couch or something. Yeah, no, this was cute. This was, oh. I liked it. It was, it was cool. Okay. Well, Austin liked it too. He got behind the camera. He was starting to shoot. Yeah. And next time I see our nieces, I'm just going to shake my booty. Hopefully they'll like me. Because that's all Becca was doing. She was shaking her booty? Yeah, she's like, I'm shaking my booty. I'm shaking my booty. And the kids laughed. I'm going to shake my booty next time we go to Connecticut. All right. Get ready for that, Rachel. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so they're taking photos and Austin kind of realized, oh, look at at Becca. She could be a great mom. Yeah. She seemed to have fun with the kids. She seemed to be doing well with the kids. Did you see the one baby just who could not be bothered by the photo? She was just like (laughs) sleeping the entire time. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what a baby. Um, then they ended up getting their own baby, a fish. Yes, and this was this was great for them. I was gonna I was gonna add you I feel like if we had a baby, you would probably talk to it like it's an adult. I do. I talk to anytime I see my friends' babies or Yeah, I know. I, I saw Don't infantilize a baby. I saw Okay, full disclosure. We just sent a gift to one of our friends who just had a baby, right? Yeah. And John sent me the message. He's gonna, he's gonna put on the gift, and I'm the like, the message is not to the baby. The baby can't read. The message is to my best friend. The message was c- congratulating them on getting a young adult. I said, I said, congrats, <laughs> you guys. Can't wait to meet him in person. No, you said, congrats, you guys. Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. Can't wait to meet the young man. 
Oh. It's to the parents. It's not to the kid. Add some fluff. I did. Did you use my message? I did. Good. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, what are they? What did they just have? A young adult? But you're absolutely right. You don't infantilize a child. You talk to them like an adult. That's why I tried to do that too, but that's why some kids don't like me. Well, listen to your voice, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many... People listen to my voice and they like it. You should record. Talking about you guys. You should record children's stories. One of our friends suggested that. I probably should. Children's stories? Yeah. No, your voice is fantastic. It's very animated and sometimes it gets Animated? Cartoon. Yeah, like it's fun. Oh. The way you, it's, yeah, oh. like verbal gymnastics. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, family dinner with Austin's parents and Becca. Austin took him to a restaurant he used to work at for a few years. Yes. Becca seemed very comfortable with the parents. She was asking a lot of questions. It was very conversational. I don't think Austin really said a word. No. And parents love Becca. Yeah. they they def- Everyone seems to get along. The, the religion conversation didn't come up, which is probably good. Well, we learned something about Becca. Shout out to West Hartford. She said her Bobby used to live with them in Connecticut. In West Hartford. I, I lived in West Hartford for like three years. Yeah. It's so such a small world. And then we learned that Becca's mom is a historian, which is kind of cool. Yeah. There's a lot of history in Connecticut. Yeah, that's true. It's the Constitution State. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it went well. Dinner went very well. In-laws love Becca. Yeah, but he, I think they're going to have two obstacles. Number one, the religion that even Austin said, if we can get past the religion, I can see this work. Yeah. However... I think number two is going to be sex because true. I don't want to say intimacy because they do get touchy-feely and hug and all this. Very true. But she she needs some banging time and he's not giving it to her. Small penis. No, but I don't like how he put the religion, even on both of them, like if we can get past the religion thing, he's the one who's going to need to concede a little bit. He thinks his wife is going to hell. And so I think he needs to change his tune a little bit. Yeah, but yes, but she also needs to, they need to meet in the middle. He, That's she, the thing. I don't think she has any issue with his beliefs other than he believes she's going to hell. Well, but I think the issue would be if he, they did have kids, he True. would probably want to baptize them. He Definitely. would want to take them to church on Sunday. I don't think she wants to do that. They baptize the fish. How? The, she said the power of shrimp compels you. And then they baptize the fish. I missed that. Well, you put the fish in water, you baptize it, call it a day. If you didn't, they're going to die. They live in water. Yeah, exactly. Oh, if you did not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Understood. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see. I don't think they're going to make it, unfortunately. They may be the, the one, the only couple to say yes on decision day, but it will fizzle out very soon after. I think they can make it if... They can get on the same page okay. when it comes to religion and sex. All right. Two big pages. Yeah. All right. Claire and Cameron. All right. Okay. I, I got thoughts. I have some hopes for them still. All right. All right. Yeah. So SDP. Is sex. Co- sex Dr. Pia. Yeah. <laughs> SDP is calling for our Claire. our new listeners. Sorry. Not everyone Correct. knows SDP. Correct. SDP is calling Claire. She wants to check on them because of the separation, right? And Claire tells her that she's been in touch with Cameron 
she's there for him because he developed some health concerns and she starts crying. And this was very heartwarming in a way that I thought, okay, you guys separated. It wasn't working, but you care for each other so so much. So many hot takes over here. Which one do you want first? You share. Okay. Let me let me see which makes sense to share first. Okay. Is it a hot take or is it a spoiler? No spoiler. Okay. Two hot takes. Well, not even the first one's not a hot take. The first one I think is right in front of our eyes. Claire didn't really want to end things when they ended things. I think her hand was forced. I think Cameron was the one who kept saying. Let's not hurt each other. Let, why continue down this path if we're just going to end up getting a divorce? On the month anniversary dinner, he's like, on the count of three, let's say if we want to say that. Like, he was forcing her hand. Um, I don't think so. I, She said it too. She said, always apologize. Like, I'm sorry for not being cuddly. I'm sorry for uh, questioning things. I'm sorry for okay. being hot and That's cold. That's not giving up though. No, but that creates a doubt in the other person. Okay. I think he forced her hand. I don't think she was over the moon about it. I don't think she was in love, but I think she was at least willing to go the eight weeks. Here's the hot take. Cameron started feeling ill and didn't want to document it on camera. And so he created this division and asked to separate because he did not want to film every day whether because it would exacerbate his condition or because he just didn't feel up to it or because he felt vulnerable and didn't want to put that on camera. I think he started feeling ill days, weeks before and said, I'm going to, I need to separate and get off camera. Cause what is he just gets sick the day after they separate? No, he apparently developed a heart condition, which is scary. Runs in the family. I think that's what his dad has. Yeah, And he said, maybe this, he said he, always probably headed but maybe the stress brought it out of the filming yeah and now he says that he cannot even get his heart rate up because there is a potential of a heart damage right he needs to have a surgery shortly but why would you separate it like he could literally they could literally stop filming and be like Hey, we need to take it easy. Like I have a serious health concern. There's I don't know that no he wants reason to, to separate. He did not want to share about his dad's health concern until one day he just blurted True. it out. I think he is a private person. He wants to keep it close to the vest, maybe. And I could totally see him being like not feeling great, maybe going to the doctor, maybe getting a diagnosis and then going, I don't want to tell lifetime. I don't want to tell Claire. I just want to separate. But and he did tell Claire. Once they were separated. True. So do you think there is a chance for reconciliation? Reconciliation? Maybe, because that's that's the other thing too, is absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think Claire really oh, but his heart doesn't grow. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. And I think for for Claire, she's realizing I, I do have this emptiness. I do miss him. We did have something. She feels guilty. She feels bad. She wants to be there for him. I uh, sure never say never. I think there's a chance. Yeah, and I, w- I think they could make it work. I like them as a couple. Yeah, um, and, and I mean says, compared to the rest. Well, she says he's everything she asked for, but I, I think at the beginning he was more into her than she was into him, mm-hmm. and maybe that turned him off. Slash, he got sick, and she kind of wrapped her mind around it, but she's never been 
vulnerable vulnerable with him fully. Sure. Like the whole thing is like, oh, maybe we can hold hands, right? It, that feels okay. Like that shouldn't be something you just force on each other. And I think she was trying to figure out her own feelings to the point that he's like, I can't do this slash maybe he mm-hmm. as you said knew about the condition he's like i can't put myself through this i can't just be on an edge all the time waiting for you to figure yourself out so let's just split up and i can take care of myself and let's see i, th- I mean think about all the activities to come on this season i think we saw previews of them playing soccer or something we saw the that was Emily and Brennan. Saw, i know but i'm just saying there's these events that Cameron have to be like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. If he can't even get his heart rate down, he was walking down a flight of stairs, yeah. whatever it was. I don't know. I hope for the best. Oh, absolutely. I, I, he needs a procedure. I hope, I hope everything goes well and I hope it went well and he's doing better currently. But yeah, just a little bit of a hot take. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see. I, I, I have some hope because when Claire meets her cousin Kobe for a drink, right? So she's telling her about what's going on with Cameron and she says he doesn't have his family here. Like I have all this family. I have all this support. We would welcome him. We can be there for him. So yeah, I have a feeling that they do talk in the background quite a bit. Like she checks on him. I feel like I there so. is a relationship that we don't know about. I hope so. He definitely seems like he needs somebody, especially yeah. at this time. And, and she seems like she wants to be there for him. So I, I also so. feel like she, and this is going to sound weird. I don't know if I can word it in a way that it doesn't sound strange, but her brother passed away, right? Yeah. So now Cameron is sick. Yeah. I almost feel like, does she now feel like, oh my gosh, like I need to be there for him. This, this is was my second meant, chance. Yeah. This was meant to be. And I now I cannot give up on this. Yeah, well, she did make a comment like, I think we were meant to be in each other's yeah. lives for whatever, for one reason or another. Yeah. We'll I see. hope so. I hope for the best. All right. Last, certainly not least. We finally meet the second one for Michael. Chloe. Chloe. And we kind of see the experts chatting about it a little bit. They all agreed on Chloe. And DP said, Chloe is actually even a better match for Michael than the first one. She should have been the first one. It's like, no shit, because the first one failed. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no one could have been worse than the first one, DP. So we see footage, and I think it's throwback footage of... The experts, DP, meeting Chloe, going to her home. So it seems like they filmed her originally. Like she went pretty far in the process. And then maybe it was just down to Chloe and whoever the other one was. And they went with the other one. But second chance for Chloe now. Yes. And she's super excited. So a little bit about Chloe. She's 39, which makes her a year older than Michael. Mm-hmm. She's so ready for marriage. She's been dating unsuccessfully, emotionally unavailable man. So she's done with that. She wants to settle down and be happily married, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that she works for a nonprofit. Senior development director at a nonprofit. Yes. She loves animals. She'd rescue a, animals. a raccoon if it wouldn't give her rabies. She would. Yes. Yeah, she would. So... She seems like a nice, good person, She's right? had 10 senior dogs 
Teresa. I love senior dogs. Shout out to Susie Senior Dog. Follow Susie Senior Dogs on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it's our favorite yeah. account to follow. Yeah. One of them. But here's the thing. Here's where the rubber meets the road. She says she's a recovering perfectionist, right? She always worried about the house, always worried about the car, her grades, the job. Now she realizes, oh, I was always too focused on the destination, didn't have enough fun in the journey. If you are a perfectionist, why don't you have side tables? Night That's tables. You, huh? Excuse me? Night tables. She doesn't have night on. tables. How do you know? Because that was in the in her little intro. Well, where does she put her phone at night? Exactly. Where do you put your glass in of a, water? In a better, better? <laughs> <laughs> Any Shark Tank fans out there? You put it on the floor, which means you probably kick it over. Your carpet gets wet. You develop mold. Oh, how how is that a perfectionist thing? She's changing. She's You grown. can have a really cool nightstands. We have cool nightstands. It's a good thing to have. I don't is. get it. I'm really judging her. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I stayed night at a hotel. Nightstands are so important. I stayed at a hotel. You, you came and visited me there, and there's only one nightstand on one side. It was, it, was, it was horrible. It was awful. It was a nice hotel. Nice hotel. But the ho- yeah. Skimping on the nightstands. Where are the other person is supposed to put that a glass of water? That's absurd. Or a, or a beverage? A beverage? Yes. A nighttime snack? You're, yeah. a, you're Alexa. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm glad you noticed that because now I'm fired up. Yeah. I'm like, well, how are you a perfectionist? You're not. But here's the thing. She's she's trying to move away from that mindset. Yeah. And so she's rolling the dice, taking a risk. Here's my biggest issue with Chloe. She's not silly. And it wouldn't be an issue for me, but that's what Michael wants. It, that's the thing. And it, it scares me a little bit because DP keeps saying, we went with what Michael asked for. Someone silly. That's what they went for. And she's the least silly person I've seen so far. But we've like, seen... I, I think Becca is a little silly. Oh, I think Emily 100. is a little silly. Right? I would agree. I think Claire is more on the serious side. Yes. Out of all of them, Chloe seems to be the least silly one. I agree. With Claire. I agree. Yeah, I would say Nicole of Chris and Nicole. Nicole was silly. She wanted to do the flamingo party or those shirts, oh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, Nicole was silly. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, I'm not getting that from Chloe. But again, I don't want to jump to conclusions. So I was saying optimistic. One thing worth pointing out, because I was very curious about this. Nobody told Chloe she was the second, second yeah, and bride. I, I think it's good. I think it's great. I don't know how I would feel about it if I found out later. Well, I'd rather find out later because, my, well, the first question, probably the reason the experts didn't tell her, the first question would be, why wasn't I picked first? And then yeah. they, they would have to answer that. So they're just like, let's not even bring this up. Yeah. I think, well, we'll see how she reacts. I think if Michael and the first bride both said I do and then she called it quits, I don't think they could rematch him because no. then it's like no, 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 he no. married someone. Of course. No, yeah. that's not. All these people have failed in this yeah. season. They're not getting rematched. Well, we'll see. So we, we saw Chloe go dress shopping. There was a, a glimmer of silliness. She put on a pink dress. A silly dress. She put on a pink dress. And I'm glad she chose not to go with that dress because I, I thought it looked like a bag of tissue paper. Well, here's, here's the thing. She seems like a lovely woman because she said, 
if I walk out in this dress, the day would be all about me and I want it to be about us. Love it. Wait for Michael. He's going to walk Ooh, out in something wild. Like a crown. It's going to be all about him because that's his personality. You know, what's funny is uh, his previous bride gave him the crown. And he said he tossed it finally. I know, but that's silly. To me, like giving a crown, silly. giving a crown to your husband to be to me is silly. That is silly. What's Chloe going to do? I don't know. She should do like a mixed CD or something silly. Mm, something silly. <laughs> All right. I don't think I've ever said silly this much. And me neither. It always reminds me of that one Friends episode when Ross is talking about being silly. It's kind of right. funny. You, mm. I know you don't like Friends. Friends things. But so, Friends is the best. Shh. So Chloe ends up going with a classic white dress. I liked it. Form fitting, some sleeve action. It looked action. nice, but it's not silly. Oh, well, it's not silly. But friends liked it. She liked it. Yeah. Every, everyone's happy. It was happy. very mature as she is. She's mature. Let's see. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Oh, I'm totally excited. I feel like we, we need another couple of these quitters. We absolutely need another yeah. couple. It's crazy. Crazy. So that's the episode. What an episode. Hope you guys enjoyed watching. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. We're all rooting for love over here. We just, oh, yeah. we're running out of people to root for. So hopefully but next, hopefully I'm next time. I'm still liking this season. I oh, don't know I'm, why. I'm really liking it because it's a, it's a never before season. True. Never before has all of this shit happened in one season. True. So, all right. If you want more, if you want to hear us talk about the single life, come on over to Patreon. Come on over to Supercast. Patreon.com slash MaryThreality. MaryThreality.Supercast.com. That coverage starts on the Cousins Club level. Audio only. Family affair level. You get video, you get audio, you get a monthly bonus. So that's fun. Also, we're on Instagram, at MaryThreality Come over there, message us, follow along, memes, videos. It's a good time. Also, make sure you're following us wherever you're listening. So easy to do. Look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the joke that John cracked during the episode. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least, if you have this review, please do. You guys know we love a little love. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. Correct. All right. That is it. I've said it all, Teresa. I've said it all. You sure have. It means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.